1: over 7 million entries, most of which are related to the first landing on the moon by the crew of Apollo 11.
0: Armstrong is on the moon. Neil Armstrong, 38-year-old American, standing on the surface of the moon on this July 20th, 1969. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind.
1: On July 20th, 1969... NASA completed President John F. Kennedy's dream of landing a man on the moon and just a few days later, returned them safely to Earth. In that one fleeting moment, billions of people on Earth stopped and became one. One people standing in awe at what humans could do if they put their minds to it. But beneath the headlines, beneath the technical wizardry that made that event a reality, the Earth seemed to be spinning off its axis. War is raged on. Protesters filled the streets, standing in unison demanding equal rights, protection of the environment, and ending the Vietnam War. It was a month when pop culture was dramatically changing who we were then and who we are now.
0: When the two kings of comedy get together for the first time, how would you like to step outside? I certainly would. Well, please do so we can all breathe again. That's when you learn how to commit marriage. This
1: is July 1969, the month when everyone had gone to the moon. I'm Joe Kuhai. Episode three: The Music Revolution. As the swinging 60s were coming to an end, the world of pop culture, art, movies, literature, television, and music were changing dramatically. The revolution in clothing, music, and attitudes of kids in the late 50s that made their parents cringe would be magnified tenfold as their offspring, the baby boomers, pushed the boundaries of what was acceptable in the arts. (laughs) If they were horrified by the gyrations of Elvis Presley, They were in for quite a shock in July 1969.
0: We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. Three young singers who soared to the heights of show business on the current rock and roll craze were killed today in the crash of a light plane in an Iowa snow flurry. The singers were identified as Richie Valens 17.
1: From the Buddy moment Holly, the day the music James died Richardson, with the death of Buddy Holly, the big bopper Jake P. Richardson, and Richie Valens on February 3, 1959, the trajectory of modern music began to change. The 1960s saw popular music splinter into a wide range of genres. Besides the acceptable sounds of what was then called bubblegum music, in July 1969, the world was introduced to several new forms of music, including progressive, punk, and glam rock. Often the lyrics and music of these genres had an edgier side, while at the same time experimenting with new sounds. The progression of musical genres from the early 60s to July 1969 was an evolution on steroids, changing in the blink of an eye in a short 10 years. Folk music, Motown, soul, everything in between could be heard on radio stations all around the world. By July 1969, all of these musical forms were colliding. Bubblegum music, or straight pop music, had already been around for many years and only changed slightly by 1969 just enough to match the changing tastes of its teeny-boppered listeners, whose tastes in music and clothing were also changing. One of the more memorable songs of this genre, released in July 1969, came from a fictional cartoon TV show, The Archies. Everything's Archie Archie's here Betty's here,
0: Veronica
1: too Archie Andrews and his pals were first introduced to the world in a 1941 edition of Pep Comics and have been in print ever since. Archie made the jump to television in September 1968 with the Saturday morning cartoon show, The Archie Show. During that first season, Archie and his friends formed a band, cleverly called The Archies, and each episode would feature a song by that fictional group. In July 1969, the cartoon characters would release one of those songs as a single, and Son of a Gun, if it didn't turn out to be a number one hit on the charts. It was literally a sugary-sweet bubblegum song. And now, the Riverdale Carnival presents the RT. Okay, everybody, here we go with our new hit
0: record, Sugar, Sugar! Sugar, oh, honey. honey.
1: The song was written by Andy Kim, who would have a hit himself later that year with Baby I Love You. It was co-written by the writing team of Jeff Barry and Ellie Greenwich, both of whom scored hits by writing songs for The Ron S, like Baby I Love You and The Crystals, Then He Kissed Me. Sugar Sugar was recorded by Kim, Tony Wine, Ron Dante, and Ellie Greenwich, and produced by fame record producer Don Kirshner. While it was a great song that really stuck in your head, It didn't hurt that the marketing of the record included printing a copy of the single on the back of specially marked boxes of Sugar Pops. Kids could finish eating the cereal, cut what was called a flex disc off the box, and play it to their heart's content on their parents' phonograph, (laughs) much to their parents' chagrin. (laughs) They didn't have long to play it, though, because inevitably the cardboard would warp and curl up, making the disc unplayable. But it didn't matter. The gimmick worked. And the song would become a number one hit.
0: It okay. was another year for me and you. Another year with nothing to do.
1: As the summer of nineteen sixty-nine was heating up, Parents were faced with a new kind of music blaring out of stereos from their kids' rooms. The style would later be called punk rock, and leading the foray into this new genre that was loud, primitive, and primal was a band out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, The Stooges, who was led by their lead singer, Jim Osterberg. On the band's debut album in 1969, Osterberg was credited as Iggy Stooge, but later he would be known to the world as Iggy Pop.
0: What sounds to you like a big load of trashy old noise is, in fact, the brilliant music of a genius, myself.
1: Even more influential than the music was the band's stage performances, especially that of Iggy Pop. Rock star Alice Cooper later commented that when he first saw Iggy Pop perform, he thought, Wow, who is this guy? I thought I was the freakiest guy out there.
0: What I do on stage has utterly no purpose. <laughs> there's no no purpose to it at all, and there's certainly no. Uh... Someone asked me today, um, from here, what I wish, what I like people to do when I play, and. I would enjoy it sometime if everyone would just lay down on the floor and not applaud or pay any attention to me. Do you know what I mean about that at all? Right now they're lying down on the floor and not paying any attention.
1: (laughs) Henry Rollins of the group Black Flag said that Osterberg, a.k.a. Iggy, were two separate people. According to Rollins, Jim was cool, but Iggy was a rock and roll monster. Many believe that he was the first to jump off the stage during a performance into the crowd.
0: Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Lock your Soyuz hatch and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom.
1: Fifty years after the original song was released, we still remember the opening lyrics to the classic song Space Oddity. Singing this version is astronaut Chris Hadfield. Hadfield performed the song and filmed an accompanying video during his stay aboard the International Space Station, or ISS, in 2013 that made him an instant YouTube sensation. The man who introduced us to Major Tom and the world of glam rock in 1969, David Bowie, First released the song in July 1969, but despite it being a widely known tune today, 50 years later, it wasn't an immediate hit. In fact, the song only hit number 124 on the U.S. music charts. The song was re-released in 1973 and hit number 5 on the Top 40, then again in 1975 when it finally hit number 1. After releasing his version of the song, Hadfield said that he was taken quite by surprise when he heard from one of his new devoted fans, David Bowie himself, who described the song as the most pointed version of Space Oddity he had ever heard. The
0: sequence will start at 8.9 seconds. We'll be looking to lift off at zero. T-minus 30 seconds and counting. Well will count down from starting at T-minus 20.
1: On the T-minus third week 25. of July 1969, there was only one Sages news story that was topping lunch, headlines T-minus in newspapers 20, 19, and heard on radio and television 18, stations around the world. 60, it was the launch of 50, Apollo 11 14, from Cape Kennedy, 13, Florida.
0: 12, 11, 10, 9, ignition sequence starts.
1: Now this wasn't the first time that the massive Saturn V would be manned by a crew and rocketed to the moon. That had been done twice before. Once one year earlier with the flight of Apollo 8, in which the three-man crew actually orbited the moon for the first time. And then again just a few months earlier during the flight of Apollo 10 that tested the lunar module, or LEM, in lunar orbit. The,
0: uh, major effort uh, with the Saturn V rocket, which had three, three liquid fuel stages and uh, and an instrument unit, and then the Apollo spacecraft and lunar module atop that. It was really a majestic rocket that just sort of tapered from the bottom to the top, and particularly when it was sitting out there in the, in the uh, floodlights at the launch pad, just glowing. It was quite a sight.
1: That's the voice of Apollo 11 launch commentator Jack King, who was interviewed on July 15, 2009, before the launch of shuttle flight STS-127. For being such a complex rocket, King said that the launch of Apollo 11 was remarkably uneventful.
0: As it turns out, the Apollo 11 countdown was probably the smoothest countdown we ever ran. Uh, We only had two minor problems during the course of the count. One was the faulty communications light on a panel, and the second one was a small leak in a liquid hydrogen vent valve on the third stage of the Saturn V.
1: Finally, humanity's greatest adventure, a trip to the moon, began.
0: Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11.
1: Only four days after launch, science fiction would become science fact when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became the first people to set foot on the moon. And now, a footnote to history. Additional headlines the third week of July 1969 that floated under the radar while Apollo 11 grabbed the headlines. On July 18th, famed explorer Thor Heyerdahl, and his crew aboard the raft, Ra, were forced to abandon their attempt to prove that it was possible for ancient Egyptians to sail across the Atlantic and influence pre-Columbian cultures in South America. The crew had set sail from Morocco on their voyage and were actually scheduled to communicate with the crew of Apollo 11 via shortwave radio relayed to the Apollo capsule, Columbia. Instead, the crew found themselves packing what they could and abandoning ship as the Raw began to sink 600 miles short of their destination in Central America. We,
0: representing the countries of the world, in the Miss Universe beauty pageant.
1: In On July 19th, the CBS Television Network aired the Miss Universe pageant live from Miami, Florida. From the beginning of the competition, it was clear there was one standout, Miss Philippines. 18-year-old Gloria Diaz.
0: The first runner-up is Miss Finland, Miss Philippines, is this universe of
1: 1969. Diaz had both beauty and an incredible wit about her that she was not shy to share. The young woman came from a family of 12 children, and when the host, Bob Barker, asked her to name her two brothers and nine sisters, she asked, alphabetically or by rank, Diaz became the first Filipino winner of the competition and went on to become a successful actress. I'm Joe Kuhai, and thank you for joining me for this edition of Everyone's Gone to the Moon. My thanks this week go out to NASA, the Library of Congress, CBS Television, and the Canadian Broadcasting Company for clips heard in today's episode. You can learn more about the events and the pop culture that shaped our world in my new book published by Prometheus Books, Everyone's Gone to the Moon, July 1969, Life on Earth, and The Epic Voyance of Apollo 11. It's available now at your favorite local bookstore or online retailer. If you like this episode, then please share it with a friend. I would appreciate it. You can view clips as well as read other resources from today's episode, learn more about the book, my other titles, and you can even drop me a line by visiting my website, joe-kuhai.com. And kuhai is spelled C-U-H-A-J. I'll see you next time.